Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading 1 Samuel chapter 14 from the Jesus Bible, NIV edition, review key takeaways, and end our session with a prayer. One day, Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, Come, let's go over to the Philistine outpost on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Saul was staying on the outskirts of Gilbia under a pomegranate tree in Migron. With him were about 600 men, among whom was Ahijah, who was wearing an ephod. He was the son of Achabad's brother, Ahitab, son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh. No one was aware that Jonathan had left. On each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozes and the other one Sene. One cliff stood to the north toward Michmash, the other to the south toward Geba. Jonathan said to his young armor-bearer, Come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Do all that you have in mind, his armor-bearer said. Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. Jonathan said, Come on, then, we will cross over toward them and let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we will stay where we are and now go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that will be our sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out of the holes they were hiding in. The men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. Jonathan climbed up, using his hands and feet, with his armor-bearer right behind him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer followed and killed behind him. In that first attack, Jonathan and his armor-bearer killed some twenty men in an area of about half an acre. Israel routs the Philistines. Then panic struck the whole army those in the camp and field, and those in the outposts and raiding parties, and the ground shook. It was a panic sent by God. Saul's lookouts at Gibeah and Benjamin saw the army melting away in all directions. Then Saul said to the men who were with him, Muster the forces and see who has left us. When they did, it was Jonathan and his armor bearer who were not there. Saul said to Ahijah, Bring the ark of God. At that time it was with the Israelites. While Saul was talking to the priest, the tumult in the Philistine camp increased more and more. So Saul said to the priest, Withdraw your hand. Then Saul and all his men assembled and went to the battle. They found the Philistine in total confusion, striking each other with their swords. Those Hebrews who had previously been with the Philistines and had gone up with them to their camp went over to the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. When all the Israelites who had hidden in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines were on the run, they joined the battle in hot pursuit. So on that day, the Lord saved Israel, and the battle moved on beyond Beth-Avon. Jonathan eats honey. Now the Israelites were in the distress that day because Saul had bound the people on their oath, saying, Cursed be anyone who eats food before evening comes, before I have avenged myself on my enemies. So none of the troops tasted food. The entire army entered the woods, and there was honey on the ground. When they went into the woods, they saw the honey oozing out, Yet no one put his hands to his mouth, because they feared the oath. But Jonathan had not heard that his father had bound the people with the oath. So he reached out to the end of the staff, 
that it was in his hand and dipped into it the honeycomb. He raised his hand to his mouth and his eyes brightened. Then one of the soldiers told him, Your father bound the army under a strict oath, saying, Cursed be anyone who eats food today. That is why the men are faint. Jonathan said, My father has made trouble for the country. See how my eyes brighten when I taste a little of this honey? How much better it would have been if the men had eaten today some of the plunder they had took from their enemies? Would not the slaughter of the Philistines have been even greater? That day after the Israelites had struck down the Philistines from Michmash to Ahihalon, they were exhausted. They pounced on the plunder, and taking sheep, cattle, and calves, they butchered them on the ground and ate them together with the blood. Then someone said to Saul, Look, the men are sinning against the Lord by eating meat that has blood in it. You have broken faith, he said. Roll a large stone over here at once. Then he said, Go out among the men and tell them, Each of you bring me your cattle and sheep, and slaughter them here and eat them. Do not sin against the Lord by eating meat with blood still in it. So everyone brought his ox that night and slaughtered it there. Then Saul built an altar to the Lord. It was the first time he had done this. Saul said, Let us go down and pursue the Philistines by night and plunder till dawn, and let us leave one of them alive. Do whatever seems best to you, they reply. But the priest said, Let us inquire of God here. So Saul asked God, Should I go down and pursue the Philistines? Will you give them into Israel's hand? But God did not answer him that day. Saul therefore said, Come here, all you who are leaders of the army. Let us find out what sin has committed today. As surely as the Lord whose rescue Israel lives, even if the guilt lies with my son Jonathan, he must die. But not one of them said a word. Saul then said to all of the Israelites, You stand over there. I am Jonathan, my son. will stand over here. Do what seems best to you, they replied. Then Saul prayed to the Lord, the God of Israel, Why have you not answered your servant today? If the fault is in me or my son Jonathan, respond with Urim. But if the men of Israel are at fault, respond with Thummim. Jonathan and Saul were taken by lot, and the men were cleared. Saul said, Cast a lot between me and Jonathan, my son. And Jonathan was taken. Then Saul said to Jonathan, Tell me what you have done. So Jonathan told him, I taste a little honey with the end of my staff, and now I must die. Saul said, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if you do not die, Jonathan. But the men said to Saul, Should Jonathan die, he who brought about this great deliverance in Israel? Never. As surely as the Lord lives, not a hair of his head will fall to the ground, for he did this today with God's help. So the men rescued Jonathan, and he was not put to death. Then Saul stopped pursuing the Philistines, and they withdrew to their own land. After Saul had assumed rule over Israel, he fought against their enemies on every side. Moab, the Ammonites, Edom, the king, Sobah, and the Philistines, wherever they he turned, he inflicted punishment on them. He fought valiantly and defeated the Amalekites, delivering Israel from the hands of those who had plundered them. Saul's family. Saul's son were Jonathan, Ishbi, and Machishua. The name of his older daughter was Merab, and that of the younger was Michal. His wife's name was Ahinom, daughter of Ahimaz. The name of the commander of Saul's army was Abner, son of Ner, and Ner was Saul's uncle. Saul's father, Kish, and Abner, father Ner, were sons of Abiel. All the days of Saul there was bitter war with the Philistines, and whenever Saul saw a mighty or brave man, he took him into his service. This is the end of 1 Samuel chapter 14. So we see here where we are learning about the history, the great battles between the Philistines and the, the Israelites, and how God delivered the Philistines to the hands of the, of the Israelites, and how Jonathan was victorious, 
and how he disobeys an edict that his father foolishly puts out. But um, Saul intends to hold him accountable, but the people rise to the defense of his son, Jonathan. So let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word and your guidance and your deliverance. Thank you for letting us see that you have a plan and your plan unfolds with exactitude. And if we just trust you and trust in, in your son, Jesus, we have nothing to fear. So Father, give us the wisdom and the courage to put our faith and trust in your son, Jesus. Amen. This concludes today's reading interpretation of 1 Samuel chapter 14. We hope they will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.